Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors in the industry and other experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner, a tech or sales professional wanting to invest in real estate without leaving your current profession or managing properties yourself, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, either doing it part-time or on the side, and you want to become a full-time investor, this podcast is for you too. You're going to learn a ton. On the Five Talents podcast, you're going to learn from real-life multifamily investors and other real estate professionals who will stretch your mind on what's possible and share their blueprints for success. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. My name is Abel Pacheco. I'm your host for the Five Talents podcast, where we dig into multifamily investing, paths to financial freedom, and various other topics around mindset and uh, all positive goodness, trying to figure out how, how to have a more successful life and whatever we do. And I am super excited about our next guest. So I was able to bring on and secure one of the, uh, the, the highest sought after talents on, uh, on LinkedIn and social media. You probably know, you've seen, you've seen some of his posts and content, which is, you do a really good job at it. It's Mr. Ellis Hammond. Ellis, thanks for joining, man. Hey, well, what's up, man? I, uh, that's funny to hear, dude. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. You know, man, whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to say yes for <laughs> So can't turn you down. It's been really fun getting to know you these last several months being in the mastermind together. So anyways, man, I'm pumped that you're starting the show. I know you're going to bring a ton of great guests on and happy to be here in the early stages. Yeah, brother. I, I sincerely appreciate it. And for the listeners and viewers, Ellis and I have had a relationship this this past year and I, I found him through his Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind. So he he founded this really great, you know, I would say that probably the number one, I don't know if it's the only, but I think it's, the, it's number one because it's the only one, right? So like, it's, which one do you want to say? <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's a Christian mastermind, you know, focus on, you know, entrepreneurship. And also a lot of us are in multifamily. So it kind of goes hand in hand. But uh, so you, you live in San Diego now, you had a pretty, I guess, a, a different start than a lot of people that I've talked to in general to the multifamily investing world. So you went from nonprofit, you were a pastor, you kind of served the church and church community for a lot of years and transitioned. And now you're an owner or, co, you know, co-GP sponsor, whatever you want to call it. You own a piece of 144 unit apartment complex in, in Memphis. Is that, is that all that correct? Yeah, man. Yeah. So started out, did six years as a college pastor and missionary and we actually, so before that we bought a duplex here in San Diego, California, which was kind of our, our starting point about four or five years into our ministry. And then we, we did all of that, man. We bought yeah. all $10 million worth of real estate while we were still pastoring Ten million and bucks. just realized, you know, like, Hey man, you know, we can't do both of these things. At least we, we didn't want to do both that. So yeah. now we're focused full time on, you know, the multifamily side of the business as well as the mastermind, as you know. So it's been great, man. It has been an incredible journey. I mean, <laughs> you know, to think about where I was 12 months ago, starting the fall semester for our, our ministry to now just, man, the way the guy's showing up, the things that we've had to overcome and just learn so much, dude. So yeah, it's been fun, man. So here we are. Yeah. You started a podcast, you founded the mastermind in like under a year, you went from two doors to 144. Yeah. Uh, but 
what I love about your story is that, yes, you were quote unquote pulled away from the church. In fact, I have a feeling that you probably have even greater exposure today for the Lord, which is, which is really awesome. So I'm excited to hear more, man. I'm excited to hear about the, the journey. So why don't we just, you know, begin there with a little bit of your background. I, I've heard you share it multiple times on different podcasts, but for our network, for, for my, yeah. you know, group of people, they, you know, would love to hear your background. So before we get really into it. Yeah. So like I already said, I, I've pastored for six years out here in San Diego, California. Our, our ministry was to build communities of faith on college campuses across the city of San Diego and just loved it, man. Loved helping people, young people, especially really build a foundation of faith for the rest of their lives. I was tremendously impacted in college by ministry that I think has kind of laid the foundation for me today. And honestly, I never thought I would do anything different. Like I really didn't. I love what we did. I thought I'd be in vocational ministry for forever. And uh, something happened, man. I remember about four years into our ministry, a young man came to me. He was working for our organization. A young guy had decided to join our ministry as a staff. And we raised all the money that we needed to support our organization. So we did that on an individual basis. And he came to me when they said, Ellis, I don't have enough money this month to buy groceries. And dude, that just hit me, man, like a freaking ton of bricks. And hit me for a lot of reasons because one, I just felt responsible. The guy didn't, you know, trusted us and there wasn't a whole lot I could do. Second, I didn't have the resources to help him, which also really felt just really crappy. And then three, I realized like I have a wrong view of money. Because up to that point, man, I really didn't want to do anything with money. And a lot of that is just my story, my family, the tension that it caused, the, the division that it caused, seeing how disappointed people got to with money. And, and so I just went away from it. And, and in that moment, man, I realized, wow, I think I've thought wrong about money my entire life. And just kind of working through that. And I just say, I caught a transformation, man, realizing like, no, I need to figure out how do we build and create wealth because I don't want to just be a good steward of my time. I want to be a good steward of my money. I don't want to do that, just have influence over my time. I want to have influence over my money as well. And so that was a turning point for me, man. And that was, um, I, I share that story because without that, without the mindset and those new beliefs, none of this other stuff buying the duplex, 144 units, starting this mastermind, none of that would have happened without that transformation of realizing money is not evil. Money is a vehicle and it's a tool that we can use to have a tremendous impact in the world. And if we learn how to really master money, we can do great things with it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And this coming from somebody that has a a seated background in in you know service to at church and that community. Normally, you don't really talk about those two things other than tithe in the church. You don't really talk about like wealth, wealth creation, how to create profit, and how to drive that you know forward. But you know you you came from that mindset and now kind of switched over. So man, let let's start there. You've raised millions of dollars for an acquisition and a deal. Sounds like you raise some money back then, even to, to make sure the church is going. So, you know, help us with this, with this mindset of, you know, paradigm shift for money, like, you know, uh, new, either passive investors coming on, trying to understand more about, you know, investing in the syndication world, or maybe I'm a new general partner 
and I, I have to be a good steward of people's money, good financial, you know, kind of have that accountability. And then you're going to make a lot of money doing it, doing it in the process yourself. So, you know, how do we stay rooted? How do you say seated yeah. in the, the right yeah. way? Well, of, here's uh, the thing, goodness. man, like people ask me, how much money should I make? And what I've realized is that money flows to value. So the better question to ask is how much value do you want to create in the world? Like, and as a Christian or any person of faith, like the answer, sh- I mean, I guess anybody in faith is, but I think our faith roots us in this is that the answer is infinite. Like, why would you place a limit on value? I mean, and then look at the guys who have created tremendous value in our world. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, the guys who are ultra billionaires is because they've created something that people are willing to pay for that's changed our, our economy. And so when I realized that money flows to value and it became more about a value proposition than a money thing, that was huge for me, man. So now there is an idea of stewardship here and then how much of that should we keep and what should you do with it? But when I, when you realize money flows to value, then something tremendous happens. And this is what I've learned. Money is not a limited resource. I think the problem that so many people have with money is that when they view it as a limited resource, meaning I only get so much and that way that, you know, I have to really keep close tabs on it and all of those things. And I just realized, dude, that's not the case, man. Like if you can learn how to create value, then you can make money. That's what we're doing in real estate, right? We're looking at a property and we're figuring out how do we create more value in this piece of property that that, you know, I mean, it's not like we're building new property. You and I both, we're like stabilized stuff. People have been living in this stuff for decades, but there's untapped potential, untapped value that you and I go in and we create in order to create a return for our investors. The same thing is true, man, in any business. It's figuring out where the untapped value is and, and there's money to be made in those things. So for me, when I think about making money, it really is what problems are we solving? How much value are we creating? And golly, man, why should we not do more of that as you know, faith-driven entrepreneurs and investors, business owners. So that's one. And if you let me say one more other thing, Please. I think too, as an investor, what I love about multifamily, and this is the mission of multifamily for me, is that our dollars can do more than just make money. Like our dollars can have multiple roles when investing. Like it doesn't just have to add to the bottom line. Now that's significant. That's important right? That, that it adds to the bottom line, that it, it, that it multiplies, that it grows. But golly, man, there's so many great things in the world of alternative investing where we can have social impact with our dollars and we can have kingdom impact with our dollars, right? So when we buy a multifamily apartment complex, we're, we're buying someone's home, right? Like we're investing in someone's community. It's where people raise their families and, and make connections. And so, you know, we have that impact. And, you know, there's great organizations out there like Apartment Life that literally will place church missionary families in these communities in, you know, that spiritual component of having a, a person there to, you know, be that sounding board and, and help continue to build that foundation of faith and families. I just like try and go to the stock market, man, and have all that. Like, I just can't see it. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, uh, it just gives me juice, man. It's why I was like, wow, I can do all of that and be an entrepreneur and make money. That sounds pretty cool. I, I think that I think that's a place I want to be in. Yeah. And obviously your background, your faith, your morals, your compass, whatever you want to call it, the faith that you have as an entrepreneur yourself, you could share with whoever you want to. 
you're not bound or restricted (laughs) in any fashion, right? I say this, dude. I share, I talk about my faith in God more today than I did as a missionary. (laughs) And I shared a lot back then too, but I'm on podcasts every week. And, you know, my journey of pastor to this is so intriguing. Like I was just on the Sharkpreneur with Seth Green and Kevin Harrington. Even for them, it's like, what? You're a pastor now? Really? Like explain that. And just getting (laughs) to talk about my story and why we did it. And like, hey, I, it's not like I left my faith or left my mission. You know, it's just the vehicle has changed. And so, yeah, man, I get to talk about my bigger purpose, bigger why, and, and maybe even help some people realize like that's maybe kept them from God for so long to really see that that's not necessarily the case. And uh, so it's been really sweet, man. I, the biggest struggle able for me early on when I was still in full-time ministry, I kind of had sensed this transition for a long time, but, but feared that I was leaving my greatest impact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, because I was always told like you have to be the missionary or nonprofit person to really serve God, and yeah. I don't know if I was told that or if I just picked that up. So I feared, man, really doing anything different. And so just this year has been so cool to see, like you know, you're in Kingdom Capitalists, like golly, how amazing is that community? We've created a ministry inside of the real estate world, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never thought of, that was with possible. a lot of like really serious you know, multi, multi heavy hitting millionaire. Yeah. Like some dudes who are doing some incredible stuff, man. (laughs) You know, Um, I was thinking, Oh yeah. Some, I want, I want to join a group of millionaires, you know, one, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm getting uh, advice and guidance from, you know, guys that are like 400 and 300 and 500. Like, Oh, okay. Let me turn an ear up and then grab a pen and a piece of paper. Great learning experience on both ends. Right. Yeah, hundred percent, man. So, anyways, it's it's been cool. To, it's been cool to see it. It's been it's been really fun. Thank you very much for sharing. I, and I think if I could steer the conversation to like, so you started a podcast this year. You started a mastermind this year. You you those things were created and formed by you. Now you have a community. Everybody kind of drives the you know the vehicle forward too. But why did you do that? Why did you start a podcast? Why did you start your mastermind? What was the push? Yeah, I'll tell you a story. So after I bought that second deal, 144 units, we now own $10 million in real estate. Mm. I thought I was the king, man. I was like, you know, mm. we did some awesome stuff. People are going to love hearing about this. Like, I want to help others get into these deals. So I drafted this Facebook post. I'm excited to send it. I'm like, oh, we're getting some great feedback on this. I hit send. I waited for the responses to come in. And, man, I, it did not. It, it did not meet, let me say this, the feedback was totally different. I got a lot of questions. Like, I thought you were a pastor. Ugh. Where'd you get all this money? Ugh. You know, why are you, why are you doing this? Man, should we continue to support you? Um, wow. Like, a lot. And it was really disheartening. And I realized something. I was pissed. There's no doubt. Like, I was upset for about two days. Thankfully, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything just call that God's spirit really speaking, being patient, my wife really helping me understand. And what I realized, man, is that I've been on this journey for 15, 18 months of really understanding that capital equals influence, that money flows to value, that you can really be master over money and not have money be master over you. And I expected everyone else to pick that up in a, in a Facebook post and just realize like how stupid, right, that I was to think that just through a Facebook post that people, what took me a year and a half that people would pick up on right away. And so I realized that if I'm really going to be on this journey, 
I really need to do all that I can to bring others along with me and help people really understand the bigger picture and really build a community around what we're doing. And so that's the goal of our podcast show, man. It's called Kingdom Capitalists. Uh, the name's actually probably going to get changed by the time this um, podcast show is launched. And that's for several reasons, but it's called Kingdom Capitalists right now. And it's this idea of how do we as kingdom-minded folks really build, create, and use the system of capitalism. I don't care what you think, if it's good or evil. The reality is it's the one that we live in, and it's probably the best one we got. And, and we can do incredible things through it. And so helping people really realize that. And then, man, just I wanted to have a community of people like me who love God and love business because that was so rare. Like, where do I find it? And it's not in my church. Like, I don't have a community of folks in my church who are really thinking about building, growing, ambitious about business, but also love God. Like, it's so hard to find for folks. And so that was it, man. I want to do everything in my power to empower other people like me who just haven't had those resources. Man, you've done an excellent job so far. And if you haven't heard his podcast or join or whatever, you need, you need to go check that, that out. And then you've got a big following on uh, or a growing following on Facebook and LinkedIn and that type of thing. So connect with him. Uh, yeah. Do that now. Push pause or something and go do that. It's <laughs> worth the time. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, what were some byproducts of doing that? So you're definitely getting, you know, accomplishing your mission. What were some of the you know, byproducts either expected or unexpected on this journey. Good or bad. <laughs> yeah, either or, either or, man. Good, good or bad, expected or unexpected. I was surprised how many people pushed back early on. How many people didn't get what we were doing, which part of it, you know, I think in any new endeavor was, was a surprise. I've also been surprised on the other side, how many people needed this. Like, and I get way more of those and I get the pushback anymore. I actually don't get any more pushback because I think it was all the people in my inner circle who pushed back. And now, you know, once you kind of lose those folks, then, then it's like, all right, you're in your new tribe. And I feel like I found my tribe. I'm so shocked when how many people needed this message of, wow, you can love God and be ambitious for business. You can be a capitalist and a sound follower of Christ how many people really needed this message, needed this tribe? You know, I really didn't know, Abel, like when we launched it. I'm like, I really don't know if there's people out there that think like this and are really on this, you know, really trying to wrestle with this. And they're just, there is. And uh, so that's been a huge surprise. So just finding people like you, man, that have been become really good friends and people with me in this journey. So that's been a great byproduct of that. You know, to, to think that people would pay me to do the thing I love, which is build communities, is unbelievable to this point. Like that you would find value in something that I created based on a, a gift that God's given me, which is creating communities. Like that was, you know, honestly, man, for the last six years, the communities I were building were full of 18, 19, 20 year old kids, you know, who wouldn't pay a dollar, you know, didn't pay a dollar to come to those things. If anything, I'm like pulling teeth to get people to come to these events, right? And these things we're doing. And here we are now, we've created a, a community that people really invest to be a part of. It's incredible. That's why I say like money flows to value because we've created something of value that people want to be a part of. So I think that's been amazing. And I've grown in, you know, to think about a brand and network, it's just like I have the, a niche kind of the corner of a niche that that was underserved i'm excited to continue to serve it and, and, and build it man because there's a lot of opportunity here that i yeah. think has been overlooked for a long time that's awesome man thank you 
Hello, hello. You're listening to the Five Talents Podcast, and I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you're serious about achieving financial freedom. Are you ready to create your own path through multifamily investing? Then I know you're going to appreciate our investor's handbook for multifamily investing. We put together a 65-page ebook, which is a great resource to learn the basics of mecha- and the basics and the mechanics of multifamily syndications. We show you how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity as well. And the best part is, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We're going to give you a free copy of our ebook. So take a moment now, leave us a five-star review if you think it's valuable. If not, provide us some feedback on how we can improve. Then register for the ebook at 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. That's 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left a review in the notes and we'll send you a copy. Thank you for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast. Now we'll continue the show. So you're here, you started syndicating deals, opportunities, you're, you know, looking at new properties, you're, you know, a growing team of multifamily syndicators, which is, is pretty awesome. What are the, you know, kind of next steps in the multifamily investing world for you? Well, we're, there's some bigger plays for sure. I mean, I think as you know, man, the, the, hardest thing right now is placing capital. I don't have really an issue raising capital. You know, we have investors that are excited to work with us and be a part of this vision, be a part of an asset class like multifamily. The tough thing, man, is just figuring out ways to make, to get deals done at the moment, you know, with COVID and now cap rates continue to compress and just trying to figure out how do we make this work. So that's what we're wrestling with now and looking at some different things with affordable housing and in communities like that and trying to play around with some of those things. So, I mean, dude, we're just trying to, you know, get more deals done. So if you know someone's listening and you can source deals in Phoenix, Tucson, Albuquerque, or Kansas city, like, you know, we got investors ready to roll from that standpoint. But here's the thing, man, I, I'm really passionate about this idea of triple bottom line and thinking about how do we, give investors an opportunity to make great money, right? Better than average, better than they're going to get in the stock market while also having a social impact, meaning it's impacting communities while also has this kingdom component as well. So there's some bigger plays on the road, man, where I think there's a fund opportunity there with the people that we know, the network that we're growing, the podcast has been awesome. It's given me opportunities to meet and get in front of some incredible people that, I think because of those things, there's a network I'm growing, man, that there's some cool opportunities, maybe to branch outside of real estate a little bit in the future. That's really early on. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but you asked and I'm saying that's what I'm dreaming of. I think there's a fund in the future is, is all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Keep, keep us posted. Uh, while we're yeah. on this point, where, where should people go? to reach out to you if they're interested in investing in some of these. Well, get the book, uh, man. I mean, I'm writing this book, missionamultifamily.com. This is my journey. This is my story to really dive in. And you can read it in a couple hours. Um, You know, I wrote it so you really get it. So missionofmultifamily.com. And then LinkedIn, you know, you're going to, so you'll get some emails from me there when you get that book. I'm giving it to you for free right now just because I want to get in people's hands. And so, 
I don't know if we'll do that for forever. So while it's free, grab it. And then the other place to interact is LinkedIn, man. Ellis Hammond, I put out a ton of stuff there. So for sure, hit me up. Yeah. Thank you. So let's, let's talk about, you know, your book, man. This is, this is super exciting. Uh, the mission of multifamily. So I guess, uh, there's a couple of big clues. What's this book about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the subtitle is a missionary's journey towards financial freedom through apartment investing. And it's what we're talking. I mean, we, you know, it is my story, man. And it, yeah. it starts with my mindset, you know, talk about the, just the baggage that I had coming in. And I think if anything, like I wrote in such a way for people to hear my story and be able to resonate with their own in the sense of, man, what baggage am I carrying when it comes to money and investing? What's the hard work I need to do to change my mindset? Because I can assure you, I said this at the beginning of this podcast show, without that, like none of this would have been possible, right? Without that change in mindset and realizing, noticing the things that kept me from getting to this point, like that's huge. We just don't realize how valuable we are. And so that's the huge piece of it. And then, um, you know, talk about the story from duplex to, to 144 units. But the other thing I do, man, I think is really cool that is really lacking is just there's an education component to it around like financial education, this idea of financial freedom and helping people think differently about investing that I'm really excited to get out there to the world because, dude, the only thing I knew when my father passed away at 21 was go to a financial advisor, kind of hand over the little bit of money I had and hope for a good return in 30 or 40 years. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And that's most people's plan. And to think that it's actually not that hard to do better if you educated yourself a little bit, right? And, and begin to think differently about building wealth, financial freedom. So the book is, is a lot about that as well, of just helping people think differently about making money, about investing in assets, about investing in assets that cash flow, that can multiply your money, you know, that can protect you from high taxes. So those are some of the things too that I got to talk about in the book. I'm really excited to get out there that I think will be really eye-opening for a lot of people. I mean, it so- sounds like a great read for sure. Whenever I hear somebody talk about, you know, going to a financial advisor, I've I always think back of my uncle's kind of advice, just kind of like the way you said, man, your, your dad passed away early and, you know, when you were younger and, you know, what you were left with was go see a financial advisor. And, you know, my uncle goes, well, shoot, what am I going to do? And he's, he was maybe in his forties, fifties. And he goes, am I really going to go to like some, you know, 30 year old, you know, to him, he was looking down at this 25, 30 year old <laughs> kid that, doesn't have retirement plan. Like he doesn't have retirement in his reach and he's waking up every morning, setting the alarm, getting on the train, going down every single morning, hating life. And he's telling me what to do with my money when he's not financially free himself. He goes, does that didn't make any sense to me? And that's, he, he said something along those lines. So taking control of, or giving people the mindset to take control of their own, you know, financial destiny is uh is awesome. Kudos to you, man. Good, good job writing that up. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, me too, man. And most of our investors are entrepreneurs or at least entrepreneur minded people, business owners. If I can free people, man, to not have to worry about money so that they can just create and bring and add value to the world, that would be a job well done, man. And that really is when we think about our investment firms out of things on the investor side of things, I don't want to help people just quit their job. I want to help people do their job better. And part of doing your job better is not having to work for money anymore. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, man, I'm, 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 I appreciate that. Absolutely. So I'd love to know, you know, 
a little bit about your first deal too, man. And, uh, you know, give a couple of nuggets for, if I'm a passive investor, really trying to figure out, you know, how, who do I invest with? What kind of yeah. deals do I invest in? And then maybe we'll start there. And I'd love to, you know, give a couple of nuggets for the new general partners as well. But yeah. So on, on an LP side. side, here's a couple of things I look for. And this is what I look for too. Cause I was vetting, you know, I had to vet a partner, like I needed experience. So I'm looking for a partner to partner with where we could co GP and we could bring together our network, his track record. So experience was huge. You know, do how, how connected are they in the area in the market that you're investing in, right? Not just the asset, but also the market, right? Like what things have they already overcome in business? Because here's the thing, man, I don't think people realize, especially the bigger you go in multifamily syndication. Yes, you're investing in real estate, but dude, you're buying a business. So you probably should be investing with people who know how to run businesses. Yeah. Because that's what you're buying. You're buying a business that has a label of real estate. It's really what this thing is, man. So I don't think people realize that, right? Like it's not like single family is different, but when you get a hundred plus unit complexes, you're buying a business. So, you know, track record in business is so key and, and, and people who are business savvy and know how to create and drive cash flow and revenue and have overcome things. So that was, that was really important. So I think knowing, understanding, looking for that, just business savviness experience. And, and maybe if they don't have a ton of that, who, who's on their board, who are they around, right? Like those things are really important. I think right now, like, I think things are different in a kind of a COVID environment. Um, you know, the bank won't let you buy deals that, that you can't cover the debt, but I think that's significantly important. Like how much margin are on these deals, I think your tenant base is super important right now in, in this and just where are people trying to drive value. I mean, I think in, you know, middle of 2015, 16, 17, customer demand was wanting shared spaces and all these amenities. And, you know, you could really drive revenue based on those things. I think today you got to be really careful of that because people don't want to be around other people. They don't want shared spaces, right? Like, so where people are looking to drive value and revenue. I, I think for anyone who's assuming that they know what that is, is probably wrong because I just don't understand how you can say this is going like not knowing what customer or consumer demand is going to be like in 12 months. So those are the things that I would really be looking out for if looking at a deal right now or just invest with you and me because we'll probably put you in a good spot. So <laughs> to save you the time. Um, but uh, so those would be, uh, what's your other question? That, that would be some, some feedback. Uh, no, this ties it. in. It was really passive investor and general partner, you know, just kind of those nuggets and you kind of gave one for the general partners, which is so important. You got to know it, your background of your partners, like who you're doing deals with. So Ellis touched on, you know, a few, a few different points about, you know, the market where it's headed, you're trying to forecast it, it's hard to hit post COVID, you know, you're trying to make some assumptions, but you, you know, may be pretty far off. So stay conservative as possible. And then your partnerships is you're, you're buying a business, right? I interviewed uh, uh, Will Crozier uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was, he's in like 5,000, something crazy, like $500 million worth of real estate. And 5,000 plus doors. And, and he was talking about his first deals and they were like, uh, he was new and experienced, but he lived on the property and did this massive, you know, value add. 
if you were basing that new him as a new partner off of that track record, he had little to none. But if you look back on his previous experience, he had crushed it in the business world. Right. Uh, previous. And so if you're looking for track record, you know, go, go beyond, you know, just what they've accomplished. Like, you know, Ellis has had a pretty successful uh, track record running communities and establishing communities and, you know, of all different types. And what, what's the difference from apartment complex they're all, what makes them complicated is people. And if you can work with people well, then you're going to have success. Right. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, and like, and I mean, I have a team too. I don't do everything be crazy thing i could do all this on my own so yeah the team's important so anyways i, I mean I, I you know i think like you and i we really like this this world of multifamily. we see it as a great thing i think if you might if you're a gp or you're early in gp you know early and you're trying to do this i would just be wary i mean of like mentorship programs at this moment like that i believe in mentorship programs i think you should probably do one if you want to get it's like you know you wouldn't just like any education, you really know what you're doing, but things are changing, man. And so things that worked three years ago, four years ago, really, that's not how you get deals done at the moment. And so I think it's being around people who are actively doing deals, you know, adapting, changing, that's super important right now. And so maybe, you know, more importantly, finding a mentor who's actually in the business and doing stuff and getting deals done or invest as an LP early on and kind of figure that out that way. So for those who are just trying to get going, you know, being around people who are actually doing deals and getting stuff done and, and are, are adapting and changing their business models are really valuable right now. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you. So we have a few more minutes, you know, before I, I, I take up all your time. What topics have we not talked about that you really wanted to hit on? Is there any, you know, nuggets, any wisdom, any, you know, insights, anything in general that you really want to spend some time, but I haven't asked about? And we've, we've covered the gamut of things in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, I, I definitely think we, this idea of financial freedom, I don't know how much you've talked about this on your show already, but this is a new show. It probably hasn't been, bring it. It probably hasn't been hammered enough I'll, yet. I'm but probably going to ask every single person. That, yeah. Know, I mean, I remember you. sitting in this, no, his financial advisor came and like brought me to his luncheon or whatever. And I remember him talking about like this nest egg and, you know, and he actually was thinking about it differently than most financial advisors. He said, most people spend their life worrying about how to get up the mountain, right? Like in the, the goal for, in their mind was like, I got to get up this mountain, meaning like a big enough nest egg, which is the top of the mountain. But what most people don't think about is how do we get down the mountain? Meaning like, how do we live after in post-retirement? And my thought was like, like, what if we just got rid of the mountain? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what if we just like, why does, is this mindset like I have to labor and toil and struggle to get to the top of this mountain where my dad, for example, really never got the opportunity to come back down it. You yeah. know, he passed away at 55 years old. And so I think financial freedom, man, does not have to wait 30 or 40 years from now when we invest in assets that can pay us today and multiply our money over the next decade. That sounds like a better way of, in, of investing. And, and really building businesses that do the same thing, that create passive cash flow and can grow our money. I just think like if we don't have to deal with the mountain, why? why? And so, you know, I mean, going, I don't, I, I hate to, I won't bash on financial advisors anymore because I have <laughs> who are those. I, but, I hit him once now, it's your turn. But it's the, I just think like, again, I say this all the time, liquid, here's the thing, we need both. Like, but here's what financial advisors can't do. They can't deal in the private 
market. So liquidity is in the public market. Wealth is built in the private markets. And so most financial advisors aren't dealing in private markets because they can't. They're not allowed. They don't get paid that way. It's deemed as too risky because it's not traded. So you can't build wealth if you're only in the public markets. You have to come to the private markets in order to significantly build wealth. And I would say there's opportunities there then to, to invest in things like real estate that can do more than just grow your nest egg. It can create cash flow, right? It can save you from taxes and fees. I mean, heck, I mean, think about when have you ever gone to your, your broker and said, you know, your stockbroker and said, hey, I want you to pay me first. And then when, the, based off the performance of this portfolio, then you get paid. It's not really how that world works. In our world, that's how it works. We're aligned with our investors. And like, doesn't that make sense that yeah. you would be aligned with the person who's managing and dealing with your money? Like, I don't know. But when I, when I look at our business, I'm like, if you do well, we do well. And if you don't do well, why should we get paid? Anyways, I just think there's a there's a different way to think about investing that really you can't find in the public market, has to happen in the private market that I think can accomplish financial freedom for you and your family at a much more accelerated pace. But you gotta you gotta be intentional about learning this stuff. I mean, if you're listening to the show, you're probably already doing that. Yeah. So this is our audience. But that's probably one thing we haven't chatted about. No, this is that's a good, you know, few several points here because number one building up that nest egg, like you said, labor, toil, all your life to do that. And hopefully it leads you down enough runway to kind of like end, you know, with enough in the bank. But, you know, life is short and, you know, sometimes we never see that end of toil. You know, my parents are in their 60s and they're still working, you know, and I'm like, man, this the labor and the toil continues. And, I don't know what percentage of people actually get there, like to say, oh yeah, they made it. They built up enough nest egg. I bet you, I don't know what the percentage is, but I bet you it's very low out of every single person, you know, in the United States is probably, you know, next to nothing that actually make it. And there's a better way with creating some investments that provide cash flow today, build net worth and reduce taxes. And then the last kind of points that you mentioned about the financial advisor it's also important and factual to, to mention whatever, whatever group they're working for or company or organization that this advisor is working for, generally they're pushing, uh, they're selling, they're advising on their own products. And it's, it's like, I, you know, uh, if I work at the Chinese restaurant, I'm definitely not going to talk about burgers and fries down the street. <laughs> and so it's yeah. just kind of what it is, you know, the yeah. private markets. hundred percent. Yeah, just the last thing on the nest egg thing. I was just in a car ride the other day with a guy, and we didn't have time to get into it, so I didn't double-click on this. But he said something. I'm like, that's the mindset that hurts people. He wants re- He's getting ready to retire, wants to retire. But the thing that keeps him working is like, I just don't – you never know if you have enough with the nest egg mentality because how do you know? Like, what if I run out? Mm-hmm. And so it's just a – it's a paralyzing mentality when you have to try and say, well, you know, do I have enough? come do i have enough stored up where again like if i can help people think about doing that differently that would be pretty cool so all right well good uh deal my friend i don't uh normally prey on our other podcast uh, interviews but man if you can can you close us out pastor oh, man. Lead us in a good I love one, man. that 
Yeah, I love that. God, we are so grateful for this time together. Thank you for Abel and just his story and the way he's helped so many folks over the last couple of years think differently about money and finances and faith and pray that you will continue to use him in mighty ways in this podcast show. Pray for those who are listening, God, that you might reveal to them your true character, one of love, one of kindness, uh, one of fatherliness that really wants to guide, protect, and help, and that even in this journey towards financial freedom, that, that you want to be involved in that as well. I pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much, man. It's been a pleasure. i really sincerely appreciative. And, and uh, you know, uh, my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm the, ta- uh, the uh, host for Five Talents Podcast. Our website is 5TCRE.com. Go there, like us, you know, or whatever. Leave some positive reviews if you like something that you've heard, either from Ellis. Give him some feedback on, on his website leave us a five-star rating on the podcast, do all the things. And uh, we appreciate your support. So again, Abel Pacheco, Ellis, thanks a lot, man. Thanks brother. Mission multifamily guys. Go check it out. Absolutely. Talk soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the five talents podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. Each week, I'm going to bring you interviews from industry experts and successful commercial real estate investors who all follow their dreams and achieve massive success. You're going to learn a ton, and I hope you tune in weekly for all the new shows. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I know you're going to appreciate our Investor's Handbook for Multifamily Investing. We put together a 65-page ebook, which is a great resource to learn the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications, and we show you how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. And the best part is, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review, leave us a rating, we're going to give you a free copy for our ebook. So take a moment now, leave a review on the show, we'd love your feedback, then register for the ebook at www.5tcre.com forward slash ebook. That's 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left us a review in the notes and we're going to send you a copy. Thank you very much for subscribing to the Five Talents podcast and we'll see you soon.